Hello, hoteliers, and welcome to episode 195 of the Hotel Marketing Podcast. We're cleared to depart MYR on runway 018, and I'm your pilot and director of client success, Pete DeMeo. And I've got sitting next to me co-pilot, Phil Frisca. He's our co-pilot, he's our navigator, and our director of marketing. Phil, how are you doing over there, man? <laughs> I'm doing great. I, I love my, my new positions that you give me every week. This is fun. <laughs> hey, I, I'm working on uh, really padding all of our resumes. So we're everything from <laughs> train conductors to pilots and all kinds of good stuff. I think, yeah, we were uh, with circus people. I, Pete, you're, you're, you're one of a kind. <laughs> so, uh, well, you know what, Phil? Today we have a VIP passenger on our flight. We're heading to Hotel Marketing Paradise, and we have VIP Mr. Ryan Beecham on with us today. He's the co-founder of Resort Share, and he is the founder and CEO of HelloVacay.com. Ryan, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. I'm just sitting here in first class waiting for my champagne. <laughs> it's better than first class. So we're on a, a Cirrus SR22, and it's a it's a private plane, and it's all first class. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> so, well, nice. Well, uh, so I said I was the pilot, but today, Ryan, you're definitely the pilot, and you're going to be sharing all kinds of good insights on how hoteliers can drive revenue and satisfaction through the power of persuasion. So I think that's going to be a really fun conversation for our listeners and for, and for us as well. So so we're excited about it. Is everything going well for you, though? I know you're on the West Coast, so we're about at uh, about time to have a beer, and, and you're just you know finishing up your mimosas, right? That's exactly right. Exactly right. Yeah, no, we're we're staying busy over here, you know, as uh, we'll discuss. We've got a new platform, so we're staying very, very busy these days, but it's all good, exciting stuff. So happy to be here. Fantastic. Well, we're definitely glad to have you. So now that we've gotten the introductions out of the way, Ryan, you are just a part of the cast. So as you see, as things come up and you have questions or feedback or opinions on the news or anything jump in and and share this this works best when we all just uh collaborate and talk together sounds great happy to perfect well hey so before we get into the meat of the the topic today we have two things to go through and the first one is a news item pete you have to do the jingle i I was gonna do the jingle and and post but i i can i can sing it if if ryan demands it live jingle demand it ryan (laughs) Here. <laughs> With hotel marketing that cannot lose, now it's time for news a ruse. <laughs> yes. Love it. Love it. <laughs> I haven't had to sing that in a long time, but now that Melissa's not on the show on a daily basis, I have to I have to pick back up and get my music lessons going again. Yeah, you know I'm not singing, so I'll do, I'll, re, I'll 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 give you the news of Rue, but I'm going to make you sing it. <laughs> that sounds like a deal. So, so what's the news today, Phil? Um, so for the week ending in July 17th, the weekly hotel occupancy reached its highest level since October 2019. Uh, so we're 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 back in 2019 numbers, and you know, I know we know we've talked about it a bunch. Um, a lot of people exceeding 2019 numbers. <clears throat> so far um but we're looking at the u.s on average for the week of july 11th through the 17th occupancy is at 71 percent 
ADR is at $139 and Revpar at $98.87. So in comparison to uh, 2019, we're, we're right back on track. Slightly down, I guess you could say, looking at the charts we have in our notes here. But um, all signs are... All signs are good for the hotel industry right now towards the end of uh, end of July. Yeah, this is also incredibly market specific. So if you were to look at, and just because I was looking at some monthly data here in the, the Myrtle Beach market, the ADR for the properties I was looking at, and this is in general Myrtle Beach, was topping out just over $300 per night, which is incredible. We have some properties that are 60 plus percent up from an ADR perspective, and occupancies in the the high 80s, 90 plus percent. Uh, Weekends, you couldn't find a room here. Specifically, you couldn't find a room even if you wanted to pay, you know, several hundred dollars a night. So it's it's incredible. I mean, I would say each individual market's gonna have its own dynamics, but across the board, people are eager, eager, eager to travel. Yeah, but you're right, Pete. It's market specific for sure. This the the data we're getting is from Hospitality Trends, and they're talking about the San Francisco market experiencing a huge decline in occupancy when compared to 2019 uh, in July. They're they're down between 36 and 56 percent. Um, so yeah, some some markets are way up, some are way down. But if you're looking at the U.S. as a whole, um, we're we're getting right back to uh, 2019 levels. Yep. Yeah. You know, if I can chime in on that, I mean, we have really unprecedented pinup demand uh, out there from people that are tired of being caged up. We all know that. Um, But I I think as we transition, I think what's important for all of us to think about uh, in terms of uh, where people are staying at and all all of that is is it's really important for us to look at the, the, the data and understand that people are still primarily traveling regionally, right? Um, they're, they're still uh, really looking at their drive to destinations. So if I look at where I'm at out here in Orange County, I'm thinking about San Diego, I'm thinking about LA, Santa Barbara, Big Bear, Catalina, those are all regional trips. So I think to the degree that, that uh, we, we really focus on not only where is the demand, but where is the demand coming from, uh, I think it's uh, really, really important right now. And I, I think it still is primarily uh, regional. I, I tell you what, that's spoken like a true hotelier. We couldn't, couldn't <laughs> have said it better ourselves. Uh, and you know, one thing, Ryan, as well, because we see that definitely is drive markets are, are crushing it. But typically, the U.S. has imported a lot of tourism from other countries, from you know, other regions. Right now, and Ryan, you probably know from better from a, a West Coast perspective, at least on the East Coast, we're not seeing Canadians come in because of border restrictions. Sure. And we're already seeing traffic and bookings through the roof, which makes me really optimistic as we head into fall assuming that there aren't additional lockdowns and those border restrictions, uh, vaccination rates increasing, whatever it takes to get people from out of the U.S. into our market is going to be huge. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. Well, we're, we're all, you know, crossing our fingers, of course, that restrictions loosen as quickly as possible. Uh, obviously, you know, it's in the news right now. There's been a little uptick uh, with the, the, the Delta variant. Um, but uh, the, the good news is that uh, they're also reporting now. And as of this morning, I was even reading uh, that the vaccinations do are, are, are very effective uh, against uh, even this newest uh, variant uh, that that's kind of uh, you know had so many people concerned. So um, you know, I think sooner than later we will find our, our, our way out of this thing. Yeah, I think we're all hoping the same thing, and it looks like we're heading that direction. So good, great, great news item, Phil. So we are moving on to the next item, and this is a this is a sad, sad one. We have a correction of the week for the second time in three weeks. Insert the uh, Homer Simpson don't. Don't. So, uh, yeah, so in our last episode, which was 194, we were talking about Microsoft Clarity and how we all think it's the bee's knees and the best thing in the world. However, we had a little problem. And the Clarity team, both Ravi and uh, Priyana, reached out to me and said that I made some big mistakes. The first Pete, one, you didn't make the mistakes. That, now, that is true, but Melissa's not here to defend herself. Well, Mel- even better. Let's just put it all on her. <laughs> okay. Melissa really screwed up on her last episode. <laughs> and she said that, one, clarity is free for now, but you don't know what's going to happen. So they reached out to us and let us know, no, it's not free for now. Their specific words were, it's free for forever. So, so there you have it. So... If you haven't implemented Clarity, make sure you do so because it is, in fact, free forever. And that's coming directly from the development team at Microsoft. The second thing that we messed up on, and I don't think we messed up on this. We just weren't sure. They, they provided clarification. Is a lot of heat They mapping. provided Clarity? They provided Clarity. <laughs> All right. So now, now I got to get a, a rim shot sound <laughs> to stick in there. But no, so, so a lot of heat mapping systems, when you're looking at what is getting clicked on, are looking at the, the target URL and they'll oftentimes combine or aggregate any links to the same location. Clarity doesn't work that way. It looks at each individual element on the page. So if you have three book now buttons on the page, you'll be able to get a really good idea or you'll be able to get clarity on which ones are working best. So anyway, awesome. I, I want to thank the, the Microsoft team for, for getting out, get, reaching out to us. One, listening to the podcast is fantastic. But helping keep us between the lines here. It's fantastic. All right. All right. Let's get into it, Pete. All right. Well, this this is the, the big part, Ryan. We're definitely super glad to have you here. And we're excited to hear everything that you have, have learned over years of both your experience launching and managing companies and also using the power of persuasion to help drive revenue from a hotelier's perspective and drive customer satisfaction. Uh, obviously, I you know, don't want to speak for you, but I would imagine that's critical from the, the startup role when you, know, you started out with uh, resort share and moving into Hello Vacay. But it's also something that hoteliers really need to be building into that journey and making sure that the guest experiences throughout the process before their stay, during, and even after their stay is all based on that power of persuasion to help maximize RevPAR for a hotelier. Yeah, I, I, I certainly uh, agree with all of that. I mean, you know, he, here, here's the thing is we're in a massive 
industry, but it's also uh, fairly crowded, right? It's 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 highly competitive, and so I think what we all have to acknowledge is there's a tremendous amount of white noise. So the question is, how, what is your unique voice? What is your unique message? What is your unique value proposition? And so how do you stand uh, stand out over that white noise, right? Um, and, and so you, you really have to think, first of all, um, you have to fully understand um, the, the value of putting the customer first, um, and I, I know that sounds like the obvious thing, the, the, the guest first, but really going above and beyond. I think, uh, I think guest service, customer service in the hospitality industry with restaurants and hotels has really suffered over the years compared to what it was like even when I was a kid. And, and, and so um, it seems like there's more complacency out there than there, there's ever been. So I, I would start with the foundation of becoming incredibly guest centric, but also really understanding who your audience is and really understanding uh, what your, your, your message is for uh, that, that given audience. So, so what, one of the issues that I think people without, um, you know, going on too much of a rant here is I, I think people really broaden their, their, their focus uh, too much. You cannot be all things to everyone. So what you really want to do is narrow your focus to a very specific audience. So we were talking about, you know, uh, post-COVID as we come out of the, the COVID crisis and as as the demand goes up. Well, who, who, who is your, your regional audience and, and what are the things that are meaningful to them? And then how, how can you provide value to them? Not, not just how can I give them a call to action? not how can I sell them, how can I give them value first? And then as a byproduct, I'm getting people uh, booking and then I have the opportunity to, to really overserve that guest. Yeah, I, that's, it's, it's phenomenal. It's kind of what every hotelier should be thinking first and foremost. You know, one of the things I think that we're seeing a lot is, especially coming out of you know, post-COVID, and we've all talked about the employment issues of, of finding staff, but we have two problems. One was we have fewer staff than we've ever had, but we have a higher ADR and higher expectations because guests are paying, you know, through the roof to to stay at properties. I mean, how do you balance that that to make sure you're still giving the value in these hard times? Um, you know, it's 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 really um, simple. Every guest is an opportunity, and so you want to find ways to make that guest feel really at home and overserve that guest. Because the truth is, a lot of resorts and hotels aren't. And and so when we talk about um, you know overserving uh, the guests, providing value to that audience uh, before we're asking them uh, to, to to book. But in terms of of the the power of uh, of persuasion. Uh, which is something that I, I talk a lot about that applies to every area of, of, of uh, you know, every aspect of, uh, you know, what, what you do, whether it's the front desk staff, whether it's the, the, the website, um, it's really, uh, you know, understanding that uh, the, the face of your, your, your hotel, you know, what differentiates, what differentiates you, what, what audience would be interested uh, you know, in your message, uh, and then 
you know, the other thing that that we have to understand is it's your message is one part of this. Making sure you have someone on staff that really understands technology. Technology is is changing at just an unbelievable pace. And, and, and every day you have the ability to target your audience in, in, in new ways and to, to offer value in new ways. So if you're, if you're not on top of that, you are going to get left behind. Yeah, and, I, and we've talked about it quite a bit on this show where we're just saying that the, the hospitality industry needs to learn how to be hospitable again, which is kind of to your point there, Ryan, and, and it's – it's increasingly important. We know how important reviews are to the typical guest. Um, if you're not providing that experience, people will let you know. Uh, and then potential guests will see that uh, if you didn't fulfill that expectation that somebody had. Um, your future guest may choose a different hotel because because you didn't uh, provide this this experience that that you know, you, you said you were going to, or that someone felt they paid for. So, yeah, we've, we've seen that, uh, seen that throughout the industry for, for the past, you know, a couple of years, but particularly now as we're hitting the, the, the travel surge again, um, remembering that we need to be guest first is incredibly important. Yeah. You know, I, 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 uh, I uh, had a note here of, of an interesting quote from Jeff Bezos, who uh, I think we all know has done quite well. <laughs> and and the whole philosophy behind Amazon is to be just incredibly customer centric. And so one of the things that he said is, you know, think about your 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 customer, your guest Um have all of your focus on that, not your competition, because your competition's not going to to stay at your hotel anyway. He didn't put it that way, of course. He said your your customer's not your competition's not going to buy from you anyway. But but his point is, if you just become laser like focused on on the customer, on the guest, on the user, whatever it may be, really nothing else matters. To the degree that you um, that you are satisfying uh, them, to to the degree that you're getting feedback, so you understand what their hot buttons are, and to the degree that they're uh, you're, they're passing the message to other people that would enjoy staying at your hotel and and writing you know amazing reviews. If you just become laser like focused on that, um, you, you will you will as a byproduct you will outdo your competition. It's a good point because if you focus on your competition, what ends up happening is you inevitably emulate your competition, which how do you differentiate yourself if everything you do is, is based on what they're doing? Right. So that's a, that's a really good point. So I think one of the things that with, you know, the same thing we want to find out what our, our customers want and how we want to you know, persuade and state our property I'm assuming that would work in both directions to where, you know, we want to use that same, you know, persuasive message internally to our staff. Uh, we're seeing burnout rates you know, through the roof where you know, people are overworked that are still still working. And you know, how can you use you know, those same strategies from your perspective? Because I know you're, you're very big from a, a culture perspective. You know, how do you use culture and persuasion to help your staff do the best job for for the guests? Well, well, first, persuasion affects hiring, right? 
So, so it starts with the hiring process. And one of the lessons I've learned um, the, the hard way over the years is, you know, hiring is a huge, huge part. Human resources um, is just a, a massive part of, of your culture. And ultimately, your company is just a group of people, right? It's just a, it's just a bunch of people. And the quality of the people in the culture dictates the quality of your company or hotel, right? So, um, so that um, the power of persuasion uh, affects everything. And one of the things you want to do is you want to get the you want to get in the people that truly want to be there, that have the skills, that have the talent, that have the people skills. And so, um, you know, interestingly. You know, I, one of the things we're talking about, of course, is technology as it relates to marketing and all that. And, and you know, in a lot of cases, as I've had a staff that were technology people, a lot of times what you'll find is they think they're, in, you know, not to, to stereotype too much, but sometimes they think they're too cool or too smart for, um, for the sales or the persuasion part. You know, they don't they, they can just rely on their technical abilities. But one of the great technical, you know, techno tech, uh, technology leaders of our time, of course, Bill Gates, um, recently said that persuasion, the ability to sell, the ability to influence, is the most powerful attribute any, um, you know, general manager, leader, entrepreneur can have. Because the ability to persuade you know, if you're a hotel operator, it's going to it's going to come into um, hopefully you're involved in some of those key interviews and you're going to need to sell them on what you're going to need to sell them on working there, your culture on on the benefits, on all the things that would want to 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 attract that talent. Um, and, and, and Bill Gates said, you know, related to sales, not just convincing your customers to buy your product, but convincing people to extend credit to you, convincing people to come work for your company, convincing vendors to give you the best deal. And so understanding the power of persuasion or what, whether you call it the science of persuasion or art of persuasion, um, influence is affects every aspect of what you do as leadership for your company or, or, or hotel, and 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 to the degree that that threads throughout your through throughout your staff, and 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 they understand it, and they understand how important the customer is, the guest is, uh, and that drives their actions, and they want to be there. I mean, has anybody ever had uh, the experience of going to, let's say, maybe a fast food place or something like that, and you get served, um, you know, a chicken sandwich from a person that clearly doesn't want to be there? Oh, absolutely. yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, so we, we've all we've all experienced that, and that's because um, that that's for probably a variety of reasons. Some of those would be compensation and some of those would be that, that it's a revolving door of, uh, of people coming in and out. And some of that would be bad leadership or bad management. There's all kinds of things, uh, that we have to be aware influence that person's behavior that ultimately trickles down to the customer or guest. Yeah. And I, I would say, you know, that persuasion, it doesn't stop at the sale. 
uh, for from the customer side. It doesn't stop at the hiring process from the employee side. It, it it has to continue. You have to instill the what what it was that got that persuaded them to either join staff or stay with you. You have to carry that throughout the entire lifetime. So the you know the return the return guest or the lifelong employee, um, whatever whatever that was to create that buy-in where where you got them to sign on for the job or you got them to book the room, continue that that message, carry that through the entire lifetime of, like I said, either the the employee or the customer. Well, look at Chick-fil-A in that example. I mean, do they have it out uh, in California yet? Yeah, yeah, we have them out there. And, uh, and, you know, you can go at any time of the day and there is, um, you know, it's just gridlock traffic. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But but, I mean, I think it's such a perfect example of this culture that was created where I'm okay sitting in line there because I know one, I'm going to be greeted with a smile. I'm going to have an amazing meal. And the person that's taking my order or talking to me is just as passionate about the, you know, the great chicken sandwich or, or nuggets in my case that, that are about to be, about to come my way. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, it, Honestly, it's like I think I think it's become a joke almost, you know, online about, you know, the Chick-fil-A employee running after the car to to, you know, give them a, a barbecue sauce. Right. It's it, it's like it's it's all it's almost comedic and it's it's really become viral um, because of their understanding of putting the guest first. And, and you know, it's I've, I've gotten I've had better. Um, you know, customer experiences at Chick-fil-A than I've had at uh, some very nice restaurants. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so you know, it, 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 it's, it's a trip. So they, they have a good product, um, and then, and then they, they, they back it up with a, a culture of, of putting the guest uh, on, on a pedestal. Yeah, and, and think, I mean, Chick-fil-A is a great example. I think another one would be Disney. Right. When you when yeah. you think about the employees at Disney and and how they you know live and breathe the Disney lifestyle and everybody is on the same page and everyone is there to make sure, you know, everything's functioning properly. Everyone's having a good time. It's it's so apparent when you're walking around there it makes makes everybody feel better. It makes the employees feel better. It makes the you know, the the visitor feel better. Right. So, so well, if, if you had to give us a tip of how do I create, because hotels have a, a real problem with this. And I think this came out in 2020 when, you know, layoffs happened, furloughs were going in place where the, the community, and I say that in quotes, of the staff really was somewhat smoke and mirrors for a lot of properties. When all of a sudden they just, you know, they cut as many staff as they could and they didn't provide support. How do, how does a hotelier rebuild that? that culture of, of excellence and caring and just over the topness. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, um, really, you know, you, you have to think about everything from hiring to marketing to your website. It all has to be a consistent message. And again, it's not about, um, in terms of, of driving traffic to your property, which gives you the, the opportunity to give excellent service. But with, with all the messaging, it needs to be um, very clear, unique, modern, 
um, and and it needs to speak to um, a, a, a particular specific audience. And, and so I go back to don't try to be all things to all people. That's a mistake. What you really want to do is narrow your focus to a, a very specific audience. Know your audience that you're, you're targeting. And then know what's of value to that audience, right? Um, if they're if they're if they're traveling, you know, regionally and, and and that kind of thing, know you know know your demographic. You know what is what is their lifestyle? What's important to them? Are 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 they you know are are these um, you know professionals that uh, want to get away every summer in Myrtle Beach and just hang out on the beach and 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 just relax or these people that are more active and are, are looking for attractions or who, who, who is your, who is your audience? Yeah. So, and, and create that, create that persona, right? when you, when you have personas created of your, your typical guest, it helps you learn about that typical guest a, a little bit better. And, and like you said, persuade them to come stay with you. Not every hotel can be the family friendly, romantic, uh, you know, business destination. You can't be all of those things effectively. So, you know, stay in your lane, find your lane and stay in it and, and really, and really hit it hard. Yeah. And, and, and to, to your point, you know, one of the things that's done in marketing as I, I think, um, I think you gentlemen know is, you know, and what we do here is we actually create profiles even to the point of naming that profile of what is the profile of this buyer? Okay, this is Joanna. She's she's um, she's been married for uh, you know 25 years. She has uh, uh, you know older kids. She's uh, a professional, you know, and 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 you actually create these personas, these profiles, and then and then you look at them through the journey of uh, of the marketing, all the way through the actual experience of the stay. Um, and, and, and then of course, check out and beyond. So, so really kind of identifying specifically, like who, who, who are these, who are these people, uh, that you want to attract? And, and if you don't know, it's time to start doing your research. Um, it, you should know who your typical guest is. You should know a lot about them. There's information available to you right now, um, through, through Google analytics, Google ads, your front desk staff is probably a, a great, you know, resource as well to find demographic information about your typical guest. And then once you have that in hand, then you start creating like we're talking about these 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 personas where Ryan, we name we, we name ours too. We it's it's like a fun game. Well it, uh, it's fun, but I mean it also what it does is it lets you know where you're not you may be talking to talk, but you're not walking the walk. And you know, feel your point of you can't be, you know, you can't be the family destination. You can't be the romantic destination and business destination because at some point those are going to start conflicting with each other. And we talked about it, how to lean in on kid friendly a couple episodes ago. And, and, and it's true. It's understanding if, you know, it's Joanna who is a, you know, early 30s mom of two kids and she's looking for this experience. If you look at this through in our world, Joanna's eyes, and now you're talking about, you know, bar specials nonstop on your website, mm -hmm. you've broken down that trust that you're working on building with them. So you got to rebuild that every time you 
you step on someone's toes. And yeah, I don't if, think if you if you're the family friendly destination, understand you're the family friendly family friendly destination. And like you, like you said, Pete, don't be pushing bar specials or you know showing that spring break party by the pool uh, in your imagery. You know, understand that families want to see families in the in the imagery of the place they're about to stay. They want to get that reinforcement that this is where they should stay. And that is that is the power of persuasion right there. That is, okay, you know, people like me like to stay here. I should stay here too. Phil, to your, to your point, and, and I'm glad you were talking about, you know, being able to, you know, the data is out there, right? We no, Nobody has any excuses anymore. And uh, I should point out, and, and, and you gentlemen may already be aware of it, Google just came out with two brand new platforms of, uh, of for data research for hotels, hotels and people to research uh, what are the what are the trending destinations. So I, I'd like anybody who's listening to this to please take note. Google has a new platform, and Google knows how to 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 gather and work with data. Unlike anybody else in the world, they have a new platform called Hotel Insights with Google. And uh, I, I highly recommend that anybody that's a hotelier, hotel operator, general manager, whatever the case may be in the industry, please, you know, save that and 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 be. And so there's two two sites. One's called Destination Insights with Google, and one's called Hotel Insights with Google. And they are brand new platforms that are amazing tools uh, for people in our industry. Yeah, and just you, we have so many assets at our fingertips for free and it's yeah. so much data that i think hoteliers and we talked about the lazy hotelier who you know they have a problem you know they they toss inventory on the otas they don't think about you know how do you actually create that relationship and getting access to that data to build either as a persona or to realize your trouble areas or to see opportunity that's coming down the pipe that your competitors may not see yet gives you a great great opportunity Sir. So, this is awesome. There's, I, I think, there's a lot of things that that I've learned. I know a lot of things that our listeners will will take away from from using the power of persuasion and just, I guess, authenticity. Authenticity. Just doing. <laughs> if I can say that word, I don't know if I can. You can make up words, Pete. Yeah. It's all right. <laughs> I'm not even going to try to keep saying that word. I give up. Well, close enough. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's fantastic. So, uh, no, I, I I love hotel insights. It's it takes. Um, it takes a aggregate of a bunch of data that we have access to already and puts it into this you know, easy to digest thing. If you should absolutely be checking out, um, you know, data for your market, it's probably not as refined as Google could get with this data, uh, but it is it's eye opening for sure. Like I, I would assume Ryan, when you look at it, you're probably you know you might want to look at. California as a whole, but looking at California as a whole doesn't break it down as far as we need it to go. Um, and I think Google knows that as well. Like they have, they have the trend data, they have the flight data, they have, you know, they have everything. They could give us a little more insight with Hotel Insights, uh, but as a as a as a tool to see how your market is doing and how things are trending, you should absolutely be looking at that stuff. Certainly. Certainly. And, 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 you know, the ability to target, you know, really, you know, talking about, 
you have to have a digital marketing strategy, right? I hope everybody, you know, has a digital marketing strategy. Uh, and um, that digital marketing strategy, uh, I would say probably above anything else should include Facebook. And of course, Facebook is is Instagram and, and, and other things that that entity um, owns. But, um, you know, their, their model for um, targeting your audience you know, once you you get an idea of who your audience is, then the question is, how can you provide value to that audience? And then your brand is in proximity to the, the value you create. Right. So so, um, you know, the way the way I look at it is one of the things I do, just as an example, is I have a lot of knowledge and I would say expertise in uh, the, the art of persuasion. And, and so one of the things that, that I do with my personal brand, which happens to relate back to my, uh, my company, Hello Vacay, is I, I try where I can, whether it be on podcast or whatever the case it may be, and I may do this even more extensively, is I, I, I want to just give people value. Okay, so I know, you know, that persuasion and, and, and understanding, uh, having the sales knowledge and, and, and the ability to influence is you know in, in, in arguably the most powerful strong attribute a, a, a human could could have i mean truly we've had you know good or bad we've had world leaders that were great speakers and 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 so um you know it's 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 not and it's not even just what you say it's how you say it um so so for me i think i can provide people value in that way just by talking about the power of persuasion, the science of persuasion, um, how to utilize it, what are some key uh, tenets of uh, of it, and just give people value. And um, it, it's in proximity to my brand, Hello Vacay. And I hope um, they'll, they'll, they'll use uh, Hello Vacay uh, because I've never been excited, more excited about um, the value of a product uh, in, in my life and my professional career, but in any event, I'm just going to put value out there and my brand's going to be in proximity to it. And, and, and what I know is the more value I, I, I put out there, the more value I give, the more I, I get as a byproduct. And I know I'm kind of at the risk of being redundant saying this, but I think it's vitally important because marketing used to be all about how do you hook people? How do you, you know, call to action, call to action? How do you get them to do this or, or, or that uh, in, in kind of a, a clear, overt way? That's changed. Uh, marketing strategies um, have, have completely changed. You just want to provide value. Maybe your value is providing entertainment. It's a, it's, maybe it's a YouTube channel um, that's either educational or just funny. Um, and, and then you put your brand in proximity to that. But the question is, who is your audience? How can you target them? And how can you provide them value? And all of those things are uh, not only fe feasible, but incredibly necessary for anyone that owns or is running a business. I love it. And it's, it, it creates that loyalty where marketing becomes less and less expensive when you start building those uber fans and the people who are seeking you out the people who are yeah. standing in line for 20 minutes at a chick-fil-a it's a lot easier for you to sell that person a chick-fil-a sandwich than you know going out cold calling 
So yeah, I mean, how many how many uh, how many hoteliers out there have a really nice um, site uh, for booking on that, but have um, a, a, a beautifully done uh, travel blog, right? That's educational. That's really um, a great resource for people on on not how just how to stay at your hotel, but just value value for uh, for people to, to check out. So I think to the degree that you can become a valuable resource, whether it's educational or otherwise, uh, that's everything these days. Yeah, I love it. I to- totally agree with that. I mean, we we see that we see that left and right with with our clients where it's provide the value and it'll turn into sales. Like you mentioned, a blog, great example. You if you create helpful content about your area, people will find it, and then you were the first place they were exposed to. Exactly. And then they're likely to book with you rather than the competition because they saw you first. Yeah, and honestly, I mean, not to shift the conversation too much, but everything you're talking about is seems like what you've done as you begun and you've launched Hello Vacay. And we really haven't talked much about that. Can you kind of maybe we'll shift a little bit and tell us who Hello Vacay is and and what it is, and how it can help Certainly. hoteliers? Certainly. So. We're really focused on a niche that we think is a necessary niche to to fill. Uh, And we think it's relevant because um, so many people, uh, particularly the younger generations, but older generations too, have gotten so familiar with doing uh, subscription-based models. So if we look at uh, people booking today, uh, a, a lot of them are booking on the public online travel agencies where they have you know, free access to, to, to book travel uh, with, with rates uh, that, that are, are typically, you know, virtually the same across the board, given a specific hotel and, and, and dates. So on one hand, you've got free access to these online travel agencies. And, you know, we haven't seen uh, an incredible amount of loyalty to any given online travel agency. And if you ask anyone how, how they're booking, uh, they are um, saying, well, I'll, I'm not particularly loyal to any given site. I go here and then I go there and then I'll say, well, have you ever noticed that most of the rates look like they're the same? To which the reply is always, uh, yeah, they always seem like they're within a few dollars of each other. Um, so so that's the online travel agencies. Uh, and then you've got on the other side of that, which is a much more expensive option, is you've got the travel clubs, uh, or timeshare and these kinds of things, where, where it's expensive access, it's a high uh, you know barrier of entry. They can get private rates through those travel clubs, and they can get benefits. But not only do they have a large expense up front, a lot of times they have um, long-term expenses, yearly expenses in, ter- in terms of membership fees, maintenance fees. They have a, a lot of times a long-term obligation. If it's a timeshare, they have you know, a lifelong obligation with it. So, so what we, we decided we wanted to do is we wanted to sit in the middle of those two things to give people affordable, flexible access to private rates and benefits, um, with, with, without, without the expense up front, without the, um, you know, long-term obligation. So it's a, a subscription-based model uh, with with kind of Netflix-style pricing. Uh, 
Uh, we may ultimately go to where it's just, you know, paying, always paying up front for a year. But as of right now, we're doing month to month. And uh, what we're going to do is continue to bundle more and more value into that in terms of different sources of private inventory that has to be behind a paywall. <coughs> Excuse me. And then also uh, providing benefits and, and, and the best technology we can provide as well. Yeah. And, and so right now, everything is through the, the inventory is all pulled through Priceline, correct? Right, right now, we've started with our partner Priceline. We have a history in working with them. Uh, my last company that I founded, Resort Share, uh, did a significant amount of revenue with the Priceline group slash booking.com. Um, and, and so we were able to circle back with them and to get a, a partnership just for their private rates. And they and, and again, these are private rates that are not uh, publicly uh, available. So, Got it. So, so if I'm a hotelier and I'm already sharing rate with Priceline, I will already be more or less on Hello Vacay, right? Yeah, and, and you know, how you're able to kind of solicit, uh, you know, Priceline and some of the large online travel agencies for the discounted inventory and how all the, the, the complexities of how those relationships work and what they require and all that, uh, it is not something that we've, you know, really been exposed to. What we know is uh, that they are able to source a lot of highly discounted inventory. Uh, legitimately, you'll see rates that are up to 70% off uh, on our membership. You know, people are paying $8.95 a month or they're paying $79 for a full year and they can book a weekend um somewhere and 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 pay for the whole year and booking one weekend yeah it sounds like uh sounds like the TripAdvisor plus platform but much more accessible and without the um high barrier to entry that TripAdvisor plus is making hoteliers and care yeah i mean it's an it's an interesting thing it's it's i've been giving this thought and kind of positioning our company to to release this platform for some time and uh, interestingly, uh, and maybe validated by the fact that TripAdvisor has come out with a subscription-based platform, uh, obviously this is a massive uh, space, the, the travel and tourism uh, industry. Uh, and, and so what we think is, is going to happen is ultimately you're going to have a number of players that have a, a, a flexible, affordable subscription-based model. But, you know, we think it's important to give people a travel plan, right? So so the, the, the interesting thing is we've done market research is everybody we talk to, again, they don't really, they're not really showing a lot of loyalty to any given online travel agency. They may like the user experience on a particular OTA, but because all the rates are virtually the same, they're really just looking for the best deal. So if this one has a deal that's $2 better than this one per night, then, the, then they're, they're going with that one with really no loyalty. So we think we're going to have um, you know, really unprecedented loyalty in offering people a, a plan and, 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 and the ability to access private rates every step of the way. Which is pretty exciting. I mean, from a, from a hotel's perspective, one, if you have inventory that you are concerned about that, you know, I don't know that this is what you would want to be using when it's you know, July 4th and you're packed. You don't necessarily want to cut rate, but it's sure. an amazing opportunity when you are, do see those soft periods to promote a great rate, not have that getting uh, confusing for guests who 
see that rate out in the public because these are all beyond a pay, behind a paywall. They're not going to have to. You have to pay to see see the rates that you're able to to take advantage well, of. Certainly, and, and and I can't claim that I I understand the intricacies of some of you know some of these um, hotel operators have forgot forgotten more than I'll ever know about running a hotel. So I I I cannot speak as an an authority or expert uh, on any of those things. What I will tell you is that from running various businesses is it becomes um, necessary in some cases even to take a loss to get someone through the door so that you have the opportunity to um, to overserve that person. So so um, you know um, you, you, we we really have to think about not just the the one guest one one booking um, you know per, per guest, we really need to think about the lifetime value of having the opportunity to get that person through your door and, and, and to overserve that person. And then how, how do we achieve that loyalty? Absolutely. And that's one of the things that we are constantly preaching on here is making sure, and, and I've said it a lot, is the moment the user books a stay at your property or walks onto your property, that is the moment by which you are selling them their next stay. Everything right. you do there, you know, all the marketing in the world is useless once someone's had first-hand experience. That's where you have to make it an amazing experience because that's when I get them to come back. Uh, one of the things I was really excited about when, when you and I were talking before the podcast began was you know, making sure that using this as a tool to get someone in the door and then still owning your guest and delivering that big promise. Uh, yeah, Absolutely. You know, um, find find any way you can to get get the guests through the door. Stand out, like I said, there's a tremendous amount of uh, of white noise out there. You you really, you know, you you want to go almost to a point where maybe it feels like too far. Uh, and, and I and I say that because there there is so there is so much white noise out there. And when I say go too far, I mean you want your voice to just not even resemble uh, some of the, the the other voices out there um, because there are so many people, there's so many businesses, there's so many hotels that are tug, tugging these consumers in every, every direction. So get really, really audience um, specific on your, on, on your targeting. And, and there are plenty of ways to do that uh, through technology these days and then really speak to their their concerns, their wants, their desires, their hot buttons. Um, you know, understand what that message is that they they, they want to hear, and and speak it in a in a unique way. And and then the other part of it is persistence, right? So you know, the average person purchases uh, after getting solicited from the same. Uh, hotel or vendor or whatever the case may be, a lot of times. So don't put out advertising to a, a target audience and think, oh, well, that didn't work because that person didn't respond or that group didn't respond. Um, that's not the way to think about this. You, you know, this is a marathon, not a sprint. So you want to think in terms of can really understanding who your audience is and then continuing to speak to them in the way that they want to be spoken to addressing their concerns and then be persistent, right? Uh, persistently giving them value and speaking their language. 
and then and then delivering on the the promise right Absolutely. so that that's the that's the end of it that that's yeah, and, the, and that's, that's what that's, point was yeah yeah and, and that's the second half of it right it's like that like half the battle is getting them through the door the other half is is them loving what you do and and being loyal to to what you offer um so so it's almost like you know it, you can think of it as 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 two parts there so so for for a lot of hoteliers i'm sure you know the first problem is just filling the rooms which you know uh that that that's a big one uh but then once you get them in there how how are you uh how satisfied are you keeping them are you, re- do you are you really getting feedback or are 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 you waiting to see um a negative review that pops up somewhere randomly online fantastic yeah so hello vacay is pretty exciting it it gives us another opportunity to to find new guests which is always important and then deliver on that promise once once we get this guest in the door uh so if you want to learn more about about hello vacay or if a, if a hotelier wants to make sure they're doing the best they can uh is it is it h-e-l-l-o-v-a-c-y.com uh that's right the word hello uh vacay short for vacation v-a-c-a-y.com uh, and you know uh i know uh your your audience is hotel operators and and resort managers and all those things, but uh, I, I I'd love to offer anybody uh, you know I'm, I'm I'm doing a handful of podcasts right now as we kind of do our soft launch of um, the platform, and I, I'd love to offer anybody to to use it or or to to uh, you know if they have a family member or friend uh, that that could use it. And so what we're what I'm doing just for for um, these handful of podcasts that I'm going on as we do a soft launch here is I've created a scenario where everybody can get a free year, including you guys. I hope you, <laughs> I hope, I hope you guys will, will use it. So I wanted to normally we have people every day right now signing up and they're paying $79 for a full year. But, uh, for your audience, I want to give them, you know, a free year to try it out. The only thing I asked, uh, everyone to do, and I hope everyone can appreciate this from a marketing perspective. As we've been talking about all of this, is is to uh, I ask anyone uh, individual that's using it to just share a post. We've set up a, a landing page uh, at hellovacay.com forward slash free year. Um, so that's hellovacay.com h e l l o v a c a y dot com forward slash free year. And um, there's just three steps there, um, which is uh, you'll see a link that you can share a post, whether you choose Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Uh, take a take a screenshot of, of that shared post. And then it's got right on the same page there on hellovacay.com free year where you just upload it. And we'll give you, you know, what everybody else is paying $79 for for a year. You'll have a free year to try it out. And I, I'd, I'd love uh, obviously, uh, we appreciate people sharing the post to get the free year, but any feedback that, that I can get directly um, from, from anyone is greatly appreciated. Uh, we're just trying to understand better how we can overserve um, the people that are using our platform and booking with us. That, that's awesome. Thank you so much. And it, I, I wish we had this podcast a couple weeks ago because I just got back from a about a little over a week vacation down in the Florida Keys. And... That ain't cheap. <laughs> Probably could have used this because Airbnb really charged a whole bunch. 
Yeah, no, I, I think I think people um, are going to be uh, really, really impressed, if not surprised, at how amazing some of these rates are. I mean, when you and, and when you see when you see a rate there that's you know forty seven percent off or fifty three percent off, it's legitimately you know fifty three percent off. Um, and, and and whether someone's booking short term or whether they're booking long term. And, and so uh, please check it out, try it out for a year, um, you know, and any, anything that we have to, to offer in terms, uh, obviously this is something that we're doing as we, we launch to kind of spread the, the, the word, so to speak. Uh, and, and so hopefully everyone can, can appreciate that as well. We're setting up, you know, specific landing, ba- landing pages for specific things. But this landing page is set up just for a free year for uh, for people as I go on these podcasts. Very cool. Thank you, Ryan. That that, that was awesome. Definitely. And I'll have that, those links in the show notes as well, and we'll we'll share that with our our friends and followers for sure. Uh, this is awesome. So so we got, I got a couple quick questions for you though, because we sure. want to get to know get to know Ryan a little bit better. Sure. So we're going to do a, a rapid, rapid fire question series. You ready? Okay. Yep. All right. We, we will have a timer running, but it has no, no importance whatsoever. It's just <laughs> some stress. <laughs> First yeah. question is, what is your second favorite podcast after the Travel Boom Hotel Marketing Podcast? Well, clearly yours is number one. Yeah, we've, <laughs> we've established that. Um, but I, I'm going to give a, a plug um, for my brother's podcast. Not only because he's my brother, but because um, it really is an excellent podcast, um, and it's called the Positive Head uh, Podcast. Uh, it's it's uh, one of the top performing podcasts on, I believe it's the self help or spiritual category or uh, something along those lines on on iTunes, um, or, or 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 was I think they changed some things with iTunes and all, and all of that, but uh, I think it was ranked number four in that particular category. But he, he uh, really does bring on some amazing uh, authors and thought leaders and, you know, um, just very positive people that are influencing the world in, in, in different ways. And I think he does an excellent job with it. And I think a lot of the guests are, are, are people that, um, you know, if you follow this sort of thing, um, are, are people that you're familiar with. And sometimes they're, you know, New York Times bestsellers and, and all those things. And, and so they're really great um, interviews that he's doing on there. Very nice. Y'all will check out Positive Head Podcast. So next question is, what piece of advice would you share with a hotelier just to make it through the second half of 2021 and into the future? Yeah, um, so um, make sure that, you know, we talked about uh, targeting a specific audience and all of that. And, and so, you know, my, my thought on that is make sure you have a digital marketing strategy and, and the appropriate person that's running that digital marketing strategy. Well, that, that, that appropriate person should be architecting with you uh, that, that, that digital marketing strategy, and then they should be running it. And then anybody else who is managing, you know, the social media pages or whatever the case may be, but have a very specific plan in terms of that digital marketing strategy. Um, you know, uh, 
you need to uh, either you have a plan or, or, or you plan to fail. I think that's the the, the, the quote. So uh, in this day and age, the data is there, your audience is there, um, and uh, you're making a, a big mistake to not have a very specific plan, um, not only for the rest of this year, but for you know the future. And and then and then of course you know technology is changing so fast. It's really understanding all the tools that are at your disposal. In some cases. Um, you know, some of us are not as uh, technologically savvy as, as others. Make sure you have a person on staff that is that person. It's vital to your business. Everybody, whether you are retail, your food services, or whatever, if you follow that advice, I think you'll probably be be head and shoulders with the competition. Yeah, and you know, the one thing I would add to that is, you know, um, I'm sure you guys are familiar and, and certainly a lot of people out there are, are familiar with someone that I think is is great and inspiring, uh, Gary Vaynerchuk. I love, love Gary. Yeah. And, and one of the things that he says is every business should now be a, a, a content producer. So so a, in a way, a, a production studio. Right. So so that means that you are consistently putting out content on all this various uh, social media. You know, we're talking about persistence, but consistently putting out content. Now that content does not have to be this heavily produced expensive production. You have free distribution to your audience today. Um, just putting out content. Of course, you can you can use it in ads and all, all of those things, but you just want to consistently daily and weekly um, put out new content. And, and that content, again, should be around giving your, your specific audience value. Give, 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 and then you ask. There you go. Nice. And it was one, one quick, quick, quick question, and that is, I was watching your video from 2015 about resort share, and you said that you love to go on vacations with your family. Mm -hmm. What's your favorite destination? Ooh, uh, good, good question. My favorite destination? Um, well, you know, internationally, my favorite destination in recent years um, uh, was uh, uh, Japan. Had an amazing trip there um, uh, several years back, uh, and then uh, regionally. Uh, I love, I've spent a lot of time uh, with my family included in Lake Tahoe. Awesome. Uh, Lake Tahoe is a beautiful place in, you know, and it's just as popular in the summer as it is in the winter, um, you know, for, for the lake. And then of course in the winter, um, you know, skiing destinations and all that. But my, my, my company has um, also uh, been fortunate to have uh, agreements in place with a, a variety of uh, timeshare resorts that we've provided marketing and sales solutions for. And um, and so I have the um, opportunity to go up there and visit some of those resorts in beautiful locations like that. That's awesome. Yeah, we actually used to work a lot with Lake Tahoe as well. And it's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful place. Yes, it is. Well, fantastic. I really appreciate all the time. I know we had, we covered a whole bunch today. I took a lot out of it, and I know our, our listeners will as well. Uh, if they wanted to find more about you or Hello Vacay, where could they go? Yeah, so uh, going on to any social media, obviously we're we're just uh, just launched 
our platform, but if they go to any, you know, large um, social media platform and simply look up Hello Vacay, they'll, they'll certainly find uh, a page, uh, a presence from us uh, on there. Obviously, HelloVacay.com. I hope everyone takes advantage of the free year and tries, tr tries it out um, uh, to the HelloVacay.com forward slash free year. Um, so, um, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that, uh, through these podcasts that I'm doing right now, that people will not only kind of, you know, look at more about our company, but actually use it and, 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 and at the same time, save a boatload of uh, money traveling. So it's a good plan. So Phil, where can we find you at? Uh, you can find me on LinkedIn at Phil Fariska, uh, Twitter at P Fariska. All right. And you can find me, Pete DeMeo, on both Clubhouse and LinkedIn at Pete, P-E-T-E dot DeMeo, D-I-M-A-I-O. Collectively, you can find us all at Travel Boom Marketing. You'll find the show notes at episode 195 at TravelBoomMarketing.com slash podcast. And you, there you go. So that's another extra special episode of the Hotel Marketing Podcast. And we're going to be back next week with more tips and tricks and all kinds of good stuff to help hoteliers succeed in these crazy times. But yeah, I appreciate your time, Ryan, for sure. It was awesome. Thank you both so much. I really appreciate it. I've enjoyed myself today. Perfect. Thanks, everybody. And Travel Boom is out.